Hello, everybody. This is Drew with Mediocre Conversations, and we are coming to you today in a little bit of an odd scenario. Tom and I recorded a second episode after the Master Woods interview, and then we launched right into another episode's worth of material. So today we will not be doing our traditional open, and the podcast will end rather abruptly. Please forgive us. Thank you for listening. So you're saying that you feel that Jedi in Jedi today are portrayed as assholes, right? hundred percent. Yes. Now, so like here's here, let me give you another example, please. Um, well, give me one, re- give me the first example first. Cause I just hit the record button. Which one was that? I don't remember. You just said another example. Okay. So let me give you the first example. So <laughs> most recently, yeah, we have the book of Boba Fett, right? Yes. So Grogu at the beginning of the season, we didn't even know that he'd be in the show, but like at some point we, we find spoilers. out he is right. Spoilers. Of course. Naturally. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. yeah. You're on your, you're on your a game. <laughs> at some point we find out he's out there training with Luke. Right. And so Luke, it's, you know, and then uh, the Mandalorian shows up and wants to give him this like uh Beskar chain mail, uh, gift to help keep him safe right yeah. it's a nice gesture i mean like there's nothing wrong with any of this like yeah. we wouldn't say there's anything wrong with that like clearly the mandalorian cares about grogu my only okay. issue with it is that is not going to fit him forever he is going right. to he is going to He'll grow out of that eventually i mean i'm sure it's a couple years yeah but he's he's not going to be able to wear it forever right so and i agree yeah that's yeah. that's he's gonna outgrow that garment but um but Luke gives him this choice, right? Between you can accept this gift from the Mandalorian representing your past, or you can accept this gift from me, Yoda's lightsaber, representing your future. Yeah. And so and people people were like, Luke is this manipulative asshole who's trying to trick Grogu into making the choice that Luke wants him to make. And I'm like, that is all that all those responses to me say is that you have no idea who, who this guy is and what he's about and, or understand the stakes by which that grow this of the stage that Grogu has entered. Yeah. But like, I, and we don't know what he's been taught up until this point, but like, does he, does he understand the weight of his choices? Grogu? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I, like, do I you want this that... lightsaber from from the only the the only the second the only man male being that we know of your species, who mm-hmm. was a great man, who was yeah. one of the most powerful, most best Jedi's ever? Yeah. Or this thing that smells like the guy that kept you safe for a few weeks. I don't know the span of I don't know either show, but like wild. of this guy who clearly carried you around and you imprinted on in some way yeah like what do you what do you want like those aren't fair questions i don't i don't think. i don't know that they are fair questions to be honest like given i don't know what kind of growth i don't know what capacity growth right. has to understand that emotionally like what kind of emotional yeah. intelligence does he yeah have? yeah but my 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 point my the thing that i'm trying to highlight here is that yeah. like people really hung luke out to dry luke skywalker yeah, Luke fucking Skywalker. Get your shit together, people. I mean, like, and that's why it's so heartbreaking to me when like Grogu came back and like R two flew him back in the X wing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and like it it hurt it hurt my I was I was emotionally upset about Ahsoka leaving the order. Yeah, you know from our from our conversation earlier with Master Woods, like I felt she, not that not only was she doing was she making the wrong choice for herself. Mm-hmm. But also that now there's a bunch of people out there who who are, are not going to be able to benefit from her immense talents. I feel like, well, people did benefit from her talents. Sure, right? they did. We didn't know right. that. But yes, that did happen. Right. So <clears throat> I feel like your perspective is the... If you are given the chance to join the Jedi Order, 
you have won the lottery. Yes. And if you deny that in any way, you are being ungrateful. Well, it's not just that because like the people that by the time that you, we see Ahsoka for the first time at like say 14 or whatever that mm-hmm. her age was, she becomes Anakin's Padawan. Yeah. She's already in like the top 1% of people who even get to that point. It's not like from the time that you're get you get baby snatched, right? To use yeah. the term that you're in love Thank with. Thank you. Appreciate that, that from the you know from their parents in the in the dead of night slipped in through a window stole the baby and left that um <laughs> no 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 i'm not saying that happened all i'm saying is a bunch of official looking government officials show up right yep while they hold your baby yep they ask if it's okay that they take them from you forever right yep. and they they ask in such a way that really gives you the vibe that it's not okay to say no except that i i mean like we're we're kind of hamming it up a little bit here but like I, yes we are we are so um from the time that something like they, they take one of those kids into the into the order they acquire they take them, back, them right right like yeah through a through some kind of trip. they recruit them we'll say recruit like they recruit that was they the recruit the they, they, yeah, yeah. Jedi recruitment. from that time they don't all make it to like be somebody's Padawan. Right. Some of them have to scrub floors and, and clean toilets. Right. Yeah. So there's this thing called the Jedi service Corps, where basically like they don't cast you out into the streets. Cores and corpse. C-O-R-P-S. Right. C-O-R-P-S. Yep. Corps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. The, even then it's, it's fucking military to the bone. I mean, it's a mill. I mean, it's a militant order. I mean, like we're not, sure. there's no, there's no ambiguity about under that. the guise of religious enlightenment. In Correct. truth. Correct. Thank you. <laughs> he hates it. <laughs> I am really having a hard time with you right now. I feel like so every I'm, now and again, I get you to agree with something. And then right as I see you're about to say correct, I slip in a bit more that you don't agree with so that it sounds like you agree with everything I just said. Yeah. You're real. You're it's real a, subtle. It's a talent. Some might call it being an asshole, but like I not hey, I, the I Jedi are assholes. That. That's what started this conversation, right? Not me. So, like, listen, I freely yeah. admit that it's not a completely altruistic organization. Sure, it's run. That's fine. A hundred percent morally. But what I am saying is that it's not the exact opposite of that. Yeah. 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 And so but, I do think that there's a lot more good that comes out of it. Isn't it possible? Sure. That hang on. I'm there's not no way. There's no way for me to answer that question other than just to agree to whatever it is you're going to say next. Okay. It is let's possible. say, let's say that the fact that Ahsoka wanted to leave it all for any other for any reason of attack i do not know the reason why i'm only getting this i'm only getting this third hand right third hand from you guys i assume it's because she needed she had a desire to follow attachment okay wouldn't that that's the vibe i got anyway sure if anakin had left the order for that very same reason order 66 would never have been carried out by his hand correct well Probably not. Probably not. So you and I right? have had the conversation before, like, is it possible that Anna, like if they had not trained Anakin Skywalker, do events play out in a similar way, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I mean, he doesn't join the order if they don't seek him out, right? But like, right. all I'm saying is like, the fact that she was like, hey, you all preach no attachment. Your, your duty is to the cause and our teachings. Right. And that's it. And the fact that she was like, I have a calling elsewhere. Mm -hmm. I have an attachment elsewhere, or I have this desire to explore this attachment elsewhere. Yeah. Isn't that all the better for Jedi? Like, yes, it would have been great. Had she not made that decision at all. If that's what you're arguing, you wish she had never made that decision. Right. To, to follow that but like to fall to leave the order because of that that seems like a saving sort of uh thing so you so earlier in the episode you brought up this idea of rumspringa uh in the episode that he's referring to i don't know if we're attaching it to that but it's the one with master woods 
I don't know well, if we're it, attaching this to that, but we will probably attach it to it now. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so for those who don't know, yeah, Rumspringa, Rumspringa is in a, a point and I'm going to get this wrong, but like in like Mennonite or Amish culture, yeah, one of those where I certainly know it's a part of Amish culture. Cause I knew somebody who left for Rumspringa and never went back. Yeah. And so it's an opportunity for someone in, let's call them a more closed community, like an Amish uh, community, yeah, to go out and live in our community or the wider world, let's call it, right? Yeah. And then they get an opportunity to do all the things that their lifestyle has told them they shouldn't do. Right. So it's, it's their call. And then they get a choice to either stay as a part of the wider world and leave their community behind or to rejoin their community. And then they're a part of that for life. And it's like this lifelong commitment. It's like no questions asked when you come back. Right. right? Yep. From what I understand, you don't bring anything back with you unless you bring something back with you sort of deal. So I think the thing that you like about this idea is that they have a choice. Yeah. Right. I'm a big fan of choice and consent. Okay. So. Now I, I, I recognize that I am applying my current worldview to them. And I, I recognize why they do what they do and why they have to do what they do. I recognize that that's not going to stop me from, from making the comparison, especially for comedic value. Yeah, I hate your guts for it. But like, <laughs> here's here's the pro, here's the here's the key difference to me yeah. when it comes to like this idea of Rumspringa for like for Jedi, right? Is that the kids in the Amish community who leave and get the chance to experience a different form of life do not inherently have within them the ability to control this power that emanates from basically from life itself. Sure. And like the order, the Jedi order. Right. Not only trains these people or the people that at least show enough aptitude to make it to these different levels of what it is to be in the order. Padawan, Jedi Knight, Jedi Master, whatever it is. Yep. But it's also keeping people safe from them too sure and so like when so we just talked about like the jedi service course so if like you're a padawan or like an initiate and like you don't make it like you don't pass your trials or whatever to like ascend to knighthood you and you quote unquote wash out you have a life that's better than most everybody else in the galaxy for the rest of your life but yeah you're in the service course like Yeah, in the service course. So, like, you would do things like you might grow food or be an accountant or be in charge of projects, like building projects or, you know, repair and maintenance or whatever. And, like, any job that you can imagine, this enormous machine that is the Jedi Order needs people to do that for them. And largely, it's the people that didn't, quote, unquote, work out at the, quote, unquote, highest levels of the institution that are still providing value. And like, there's a lot, I mean, like we talked about, I think Master Wood said something like, you know, someone like Kylo Ren, right? Who is given power, but doesn't have like the structure or I cannot remember how she phrased it, but like he lacked something and he became immensely dangerous to a lot of people, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, you scale this down a little bit because like these kids that wash out before their Padawans are not Kylo Ren, but like they, they have enough to like sense the mood of other people. Maybe, maybe they can levitate shit or who knows what else they'll become, you know, later in life. If they, even if they do start like, like continuing their education on their own, right? Like this is how the first people who became force sensitive, learn to do the shit that they learn to do is like trial and error. And like, you don't want mad scientists who are out there, even if that's one, you know, a 10th of a percent of the population of the Jedi order who are out there, like 
randomly experimenting with the force, it could lead to untold catastrophe. Well, how could they ever let anyone leave them? That's the thing. Is that like throughout the throughout the stories that we get, not many people leave the Jedi Order unless they're killed. Yeah. It's it's something that you grow up in. It's the only thing that you know. You serve that thing and then you die in it. <laughs> like it's a complete commitment. And yeah, you're right. They don't they don't get a choice. Yeah. And yeah, is that a burden to carry? Yeah, it's a burden to carry. Is it the right thing? Is it the thing that you or I would say like if this thing existed in our world was the right like or humane thing to do? Probably not. But like as much as they, I mean, like Jedi Knights are as much like missiles that can be let loose off the rack as they are a surgical tool. You have to like make sure that they're used appropriately and that nothing ever, ever goes wrong with them. And so the Jedi Order accepts both sides of that responsibility. And so like when she leaves the Order, they don't try and stop her. So, like, I do think that it's clear, like, I do think it's clear that you can leave the order. Right. Well, it has to be. That's right. the truth we live in right now. Yeah. But, like, the, the examples that we've been provided thus far through 45 years of Star Wars storytelling is that almost no one throughout the entire history of the order does it. Yeah. So, what I take away from that is that they're either indoctrinated to such a degree that they don't really contemplate it or they, or what I hope is that they see the intrinsic value of it. Like it's supposed to be a service organization. It's supposed to be something that goes out and helps anybody. Sure. Mediating the dispute, you know, helping to relocate, relocate someone from like a natural disaster. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes they go, sometimes it gets violent. And you go in and it really fucks shit up. And I'm, I mean, they're, you know, and they're sorry. I mean, like sometimes it can be a little uh, cold to that idea or cold to that fact yeah. that it, it messed shit up for these people. But like on the whole, I think they're doing more good than they are bad. But like the problem that I have with, like the way that the Jedi are portrayed now in media is it's like, so who is there to root for if it's not the Jedi order? Is it Han Solo, a drug smuggling asshole? He didn't, he didn't, we don't know that he smuggled drugs. We just know that he worked for like the preeminent gangster in the entire galaxy who was absolutely involved in the drug trade. But like he, yeah, he probably only like yeah, smuggled. Kittens. I feel like you're making a couple of leaps there to sure. think. What do you do you think that the smugglers that worked for Jabba got to decide what they smuggled? Look, the only things that we have seen him smuggle is a monster that murdered a bunch of people. Right, right. And that's it. So I can only assume right. that he helped that was, out zoos. Right. Most, and, and rich drug dealers. Drug dealers love exotic animals. Hey, um, perhaps he was a Who fucking who was the Scar dude Man down in Colombia? Um, Drug kingpin, like sixth, sixth richest man on earth. There's a whole Netflix series about him. Yeah. Medellin. Pablo Escobar. There it, it is. He had fucking hippos. You know, like Han Solo probably brought yeah. hippos to him. Yeah. How do you think he got those hippos? Solo. That's right. Right. That's right. Okay. But like the people that are, I mean, like if you take out like the Jedi, as like a something that you can cheer about and get behind. Like who is there, who is there left to root for? You're supposed to root for him, right? I I would, I, I think so. I so, do, but like, I feel that we have taken that idea of who these, what this group is supposed to be and twisted it into something that is no longer good anymore. Well, how, We've talked about this before, but during during this time, the regular populace didn't like the Jedi. Sure. Right? I mean, I'm sure there were people who didn't. I mean, because like, I mean, to, to, to most people in the, the galaxy, public the Jedi sentiment, live in luxury. 
the public sentiment is first of all there had to be people that didn't believe the force existed sure had to be had to be right and then you see these people that when they walk in and they Mm -hmm. flash their lightsabers which i would love Mm -hmm. to see someone who had a fake lightsaber that never worked that just wanted to portray it you know yeah like like a fake police badge yeah right and just he would just Roll into town and then a real Jedi shows up, sort of like uh sort of like Cobb when yeah. when Mando rolled in. He's like, uh, that's not yours, friend. You know, although Cobb is a badass, so it helped him, but the other guy, you know, it wouldn't work out so well for the Jedi. But like people, you got these people that are reverent for seemingly no reason because they can do things you can't see. Right. Sure. Like they, they can push something or they're as close to deities as we'll find walking around. Right. And so there's always going to be resentment for that because you can't do it. Right. So the public had to, and also at least everywhere we see now, we only see a very small portion. We see 1%, um, point 0.001% of, of the Jedi interactions with everybody. Right. They fuck shit up that amount of time. Mm Mm-hmm. 100% 100% of the time, shit, people are getting shot. Huh. Phasers are going off. Or light, laser guns. guns. Yep, yep, yeah, laser guns, blasters. So, like, if you see so if you see one of them roll into your fucking Denny's, you're right. like, uh, more, Waffle House is definitely more appropriate. You're like, yeah. we got to go now. Yeah. Right? So, like... And they they walk with this certain yeah, air superiority about them, right? Sure. Because yep. they grew up in a community that was self-contained that let them know they could end any human's life at any time, but they shouldn't because we don't want them to. Right? I mean, did you just describe the U.S. military? <laughs> That depends entirely on what country they're in, whether right. or not they I mean, do that. Exactly. That's yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, but like, think about how we portray the U.S. military. You know, in our society, I mean, gods. I mean, forever so like, correct. Right. They're for. I yeah. mean, like, and so like, it's that institution is looked at as a way out of. You know the way you know the cards that you're dealt. Like, how often do you hear like a commercial say something to the effect that, you know, join the join the army, we'll pay for college, you know, you'll get a great career out of this, you know, like, yeah, we'll handle all the, you know, we'll handle these things. This is the one of the payoffs of joining, right? Like, serve your country, sure, get a charger, freedom, get get a get a free education, you know, and so that's the that's kind of the you know the quote unquote party line, and like. I've never been to a recruiting office, but I know people who have, and they're like, that is the pitch. I have been. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's We've it. never talked about that. We have not. Um, you know, and so like when you see a veteran, we have a veteran's day. Yeah. You know, the is there a Jedi's day? You think probably not. I haven't heard of it. Is there a Jedi day of remembrance after order? Six? No, definitely not. Probably not. Because Palps was like, if you Palps utter the word anything, Jedi, you yeah. will you will meet their same fate. There were book burnings for sure. So like, yeah. you know, but like we, I mean, like the we, basis of not, every good religion and and government, right? We, maybe we don't deify people who have been in the in the military, but we glorify them. Oh, certainly. You know, and so like, I'm sure that there are people out there that are like, I'm not thrilled with how the U.S. government uses the U.S. military. Sure. And the reasoning behind that kind of stuff. But like we would say as just normal citizens of the United States of America that by and large, our military is doing more good than harm. Right. Yeah. That's our party line. Like, yeah. yeah. So like, maybe that's, maybe that's incorrect, but it's also the line that I'm taking. Like, but we're talking because, about the Jedi, how people or we're talking about our government, how the people would talk about the empire, not the Jedi here. Right. Right. A little bit, yeah. I mean, like you. I mean, I don't know if it's just because you you want to play devil's advocate, but I I tend to believe you never you know. Be, you believe well, it's hard to know, but like <laughs> I tend to believe that you believe the things that you're saying, and like I I would I would certainly say that you don't look upon the order the way that I do. 
the Jedi Order? Yeah. Um, I would probably believe half believe that. So yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess that's an all or nothing question, isn't it? Kind of. I mean, well, so like, I just don't know of any. I don't know of any institution that can be completely altruistic and good and live up to every standard of like what we would say. I mean, like name one. Right. I don't either. But the interesting thing is the Jedi follow these teachings. Sure. Like that's their whole deal, right? Is they have these. And the, the other thing is that like their teachings are all centered around global harmony right yes. global beyond us yeah. and what i mean An by that all encompassing view of harmony yes. but but beyond people mm-hmm. and beyond feelings and emotions right their whole mm-hmm. thing because the jedi's whole thing is that they are connected to this other force that is everywhere which means they have the ability to feel and manipulate the core of everything the the the, what makes a tree grow what makes what makes grass die when an animal dies or or anything you know like they have they are in contact with that force yeah that surrounds everything and is everything life death everything in between that right Yes. Now, some of them access that through not good means, but like this is a group of people imbued with the power. And the Jedi, the Jedi Order anyway, has dedicated its life to enriching that thing, right? Enriching and living with and contributing in a positive way to that thing alone. When you say that, can you define the force, really- the force, the, sure. what the force means in the essence of the, like their, their whole thing is they can, they're in touch with it. It is what drives their actions and decisions and what guides them to doing the things that they want to do. Right. It, well, I, okay. So I would, I think you're, I think your summation there is almost spot on. Thank you. Yeah. So here, here's where I think we could temper it a little bit. All right. It's not about what the Jedi want. Right. So, That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yep. So it's in right. service to the force. Correct. We're okay. So we're on the same page. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is the Jedi. So access to this thing is, yes. is different, right? The, the, the Sith have access to it as well and they use it yeah. to obtain and keep power. That's Correct. their whole thing. But the so Jedi, the, what drives them right. is they recognize what they have been given and they are essentially in service to this thing to Ideally. keep it going. Right. Yes, Ideally. Right. Yep. Now there are, there are human errors. There are no robotic Jedi, right? You Correct. have to be of organic matter. You have uh, to be yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, they can try and the best that they'll ever get is like, it can't be close to 90%, right? Like how much human error can we factor into the best Jedi ever? Okay. Okay. That's an interesting question. That's a good question. Thank you. Here's, here's my response. The best Jedi ever is Obi-Wan Kenobi. He is the best Jedi ever created the worst jedi ever yes that's contributed to creating i guess that makes sense if you have you have the equal amount of ability to do good as you do bad right Right. yeah always exactly yes that's a great way to say it wouldn't anakin be the best jedi ever then just by virtue of the fact that he's the worst jedi ever or is palpatine the worst well palpatine was never a jedi so he doesn't count in that case, yes. Right. So the, here's the thing about Palpatine. Palpatine, 
so I'm going to make two comparisons and one of them's ridiculous. Okay. But I want you to say, love it. Palpatine. There are, there are very few other uh, characters in, I don't know if I'm using this term correctly. The zeitgeist. Sounds good. Okay. Like, or like in storytelling that Mm. are, that are like Emperor Palpatine. The ones that come to mind for me are Lord Voldemort from Harry Potter. Yeah. And Eric Cartman from South Park. (laughs) Okay. I told you it was uh, going to be ridiculous. Master Winkle, that one's for you, baby. Yeah. So the commonalities between these three characters are they are in, they are only concerned with their own self-interest. They do not care at all for anyone else outside of themselves in any example ever. Sure. The only time we got one of those things with Eric Cartman was during the pandemic special, and it took him 25 years to tell that one story. <laughs> yeah he never did anything for another human being solely because that was the right or good thing to do ever right He's only cares about his own self-interest and they don't they don't care they're they are irredeemable characters there's no coming back from that with them they and they are not interested in it i think we had a conversation a few episodes ago about redeemability yes and i think that we landed on everyone is redeemable because i argued that darth vader could never come back from murdering all those kids sure um but i think that the only thing that makes you irredeemable is not wanting it i I would agree with you because i i would honestly believe i honestly believe that if you asked i mean those characters don't see anything wrong in what they're doing. Why would they change? Right. Why would I stop doing this? I mean, they're so completely, let's say corrupted Mm -hmm. that you could, you can never entertain the possibility of being anything other than what you are. Right. So like the Jedi need to be the opposite of that. Sure. So um, to combat it, yeah you know and so so obi-wan is the best jedi thank you um yes so obi-wan to me so when i watch the original trilogy when i watch the prequel trilogy obi-wan kenobi is textbook what it's supposed to be to be a jedi knight yeah then then the clone wars fuck it up because they wanted to make him more human right and they gave him this uh character named uh satine wren no a love interest a love interest and there's a moment in the episode where he says to her and i've talked about this before and why i can't stand it like if you'd asked me i would have left the jedi order well that just rocked my whole fucking world yeah you know and because and what i think it does what that episode does is it gives obi-wan insight into the problem that anakin is having yeah and that now they have common ground there and it's not your mentor coming from a place where he couldn't possibly understand what it's like. And to me, the only reason they included it was so that Obi and Anakin, when they have this confrontation, it hurts more that much more personal. And I don't think it needed it. No. And you, you took, you took an example of like, you're in the order, you grow up in the order, you live by the principles of the order. You can do great things. That's what Obi-Wan Kenobi represented. Yeah. And then you humanized him, and now he's not those things. He's yeah. less of those things. And that that hurt me. So I do think that for the most part, outside of that one scenario, he's about the best representation that you can get in the Jedi Order. He still makes mistakes, right? So, and like we've we've covered his mistakes. Like, yeah, the first mistake that he really makes, the big one, the the first of the many mistakes that Obi Wan Kenobi does make, is that he's so he his attachment to Qui Gon Jinn is so strong that he he takes on the, this life's work of training Anakin Skywalker. Right. That's a that's a huge error, and it's not just because he trains Anakin; it's because he's not he's not recognizing his own attachment to Qui-Gon. Like he doesn't question whether or not 
that thing should be done. Qui-Gon Jinn was dying and he asked him to do this. Stop conversation over. That's interesting. He wasn't making a decision from the perspective of the force or the Jedi order. He was making a decision from he his mentor. He made a personal choice, right? Yeah. He acted on a on a feeling like he wanted to do this thing for someone who meant as much to him. You and I would say that in our lives. Like if you asked me to lay down a traffic for you, I would go sure. do it. Hell yeah, dude. You know, like you're like, Same. Drew, no question. You know, there's this there's this movie called The Town with Ben. I was Affleck. just gonna say, I yeah, was yeah. just gonna say it. <laughs> and so Jeremy Renner's in that film, and Ben Affleck walks in. Go see the go go watch if you haven't watched The Town, it's a great film. Yeah, see it. Yeah, it's good. And so, like, he goes in, he walks in, and like Jeremy Renner sitting there watching TV. Just having lunch. And like he goes, I need a favor. We're 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 we gotta go somewhere. You can't ask me what we're going to do. You can never ask me about it afterwards. We're going to hurt people. I just need you to be on board. And Jeremy Renner thinks about it for all of 10 seconds. And he goes, whose car are we going to take? Yeah. And then he just fucking goes. What they did after that was not great. (laughs) No. No. Right. But it was for a good reason. They did it for a good reason. Right. But, but so this is the problem, like, right. Like that you have, like, this is one of the huge moral questions throughout history. Yeah. Doing a good thing right. for the wrong reason. Stealing a loaf of bread to feed your starving family. Right. Like the Although John, this wasn't that, but yeah. John this Bell was... John pays through the ass for that decision, right? Like <laughs> yeah, he does. Like that was disproportionate. Yeah. So like this is that disproportionate response, this butterfly effect, this ripple through time. That's what the Jedi Order is trying to defend against. Yeah. And so it took one guy having one attachment to make one bad decision to completely bring down the whole thing. And it worked for like 3000 years. Right. And then, and then you eventually hit the lottery ticket where everything comes crumbling down. I got to imagine these tiny little, little nuggets of attachment have worked their way in and out of the Jedi order for years. I would imagine. I mean, what you're talking about when we talk about attachment we are talking about doing like something that matters more to you than dot 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 right that then becomes your reasoning for why you make a decision right yeah. like anakin cannot imagine what it's like to lose padme amidala and does horrific things to try and prevent the eventuality and it didn't work yeah, and his attachment is the you know, his actions are a direct result of his attachment. Obi Wan's decision to train Anakin is the direct result of his attachment. Now, these things do make them more human, but I would say it also makes them more fallible because they are they they have now they have something that matters more than. So, like, here's a good example. I think like Black Widow from Marvel. Yeah. When she's in the red room, they perform like a hysterectomy on her so she can't have kids, right? Right. Because a right. baby would be would mean more than any mission. Right. So they take away her ability to have attachment. Like she she doesn't have a choice. They then they just take it from her. And that's that's a, we would say that's a terrible thing. And it is. But it's if, effective. If they if they introduced some sort of equilibrium like pill from the movie equilibrium to sort of close down that part of your brain mm-hmm. that wants attachment or needs attachment. Cause it's, I think it's inherent. Oh yeah. In everybody. Right. Yo, yeah. Ironically, the people that are most attached to every part of the world are supposed to be detached, which is kind of funny. It's um, the kind of shit life throws at you though. Right. And that is true. Uh, do you think that the Jedi would take it and it'd be like standard issue? So I don't know that I've seen that movie, but um, what? Christian Bale, Sean Bean. It's like set in like a dystopian future. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't like dystopian. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the. Everyone has to take a pill that makes them like not feel things, and they can't like have art and shit. Sure. So that's an interesting question. So 
my first thought was, yeah, they take it. My second thought was they'd absolutely not take it. Right. So like, right. So Anakin, Anakin in the second film, Attack of the Clones, is talking to Padme and they're in disguise or whatever, and they're traveling back to her home planet. And he's like, you know, Padme's like, don't the Jedi teach you not to love? Which you and I would say is just like a fundamental part of being a human being, right? Right. Like it's That's necessary. part of what makes us human, right? Right. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. So, we're on the same page. And Anakin says he kind of qualifies the answer like or like he redefines what it is to love right so like he says attachment is forbidden possession is forbidden but then he says um but compassion which he he would i think he defined it as what I, what i would consider as like like true love is mm-hmm. encouraged you know and so like sure the, the line that a Jedi has to walk, the discipline that they have to like implement is the fact that like they're, they have to be, I would say that they have to be so in touch with their humanity that they have to be able to say, I can identify the line here between like what keeps me compassionate versus what I know could lead me to the dark side of the force. Yeah. You have to, you have to almost actively, be assessing how you look at something and like detaching a certain part because like they all the time they 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 sacrifice themselves for other people yes i think it takes an amount of love to sacrifice yourself from so or duty i guess right which i guess is what they want they want that selfless sort of reactionary sacrifice Fucking bullseye, dude. Yeah. And and that's not love, right? So, I mean, so here's the thing about it. So, like, I've asked people that, I mean, I've asked you, like, tell me what it feels like when you fall in love. Cause, yeah, I, I was in love with somebody. Yeah. You know, and so I asked, I asked you, how did you know you were in love with your wife? And you tried to describe it, right? But that's the thing about it, right? Like, it's like saying space, like the immensity of that term is cannot be captured in that four letter word. Right. So I, I know for a fact that like when I, when I have witnessed people who I believe are truly in love with each other, they sacrifice for one another. That that's like the main thing. Right. Are you willing to <laughs> yeah. are you willing to go without whatever it is for this other person? Right. It's putting the other person first. Correct. You're putting and, and, the other person first. And the Jedi, would you say they put the force first? They're supposed to and the to. force like sort of dictates are they like consulting the force and being like, hey should i should i jump in front of this car for this person or i mean i guess maybe force push them out of the way like how how should we do this a little bit more creative yeah that's good yeah um so here's the thing and we've talked about this before too like the jedi that we see in the films the institution that we see in the films yeah is no longer really in service of the force it's in service as you've indicated many times it's in service to a bureaucracy it's yeah. in service to a government. It's not, it's no longer in service to the force. The thing that excites me about like Luke Skywalker's Jedi Academy. Say, yeah. The thing that excites me about what Ray might do in the future yeah. is get back to this idea that the Jedi are there to serve the force first. Yeah. Well, that's what so, Luke tried, right? Luke tried to do that. Yes, he did. Um, with his own school, but then like even during his, during his come up, right. When he's on the Island. Yeah. Like when he first learns about it, I mean, Yoda, Yoda was all about that in the beginning, right. He was all about service to the force, mm-hmm. understanding the meaning of the force, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the teachings of the force. Cause he had, I'm sure he had the books, right. He, he, he passed yeah. them on before setting them on fire. With his, Grandmaster, with his he had the ghost lightning. Sure. Yeah. It wasn't until, but that's interesting because 
I guess that was after Order 66. After Order 66 is when he went back to his roots, right? Yeah. Because he was he was in exile. Yeah. Um, so they kind of got bastardized over the years and then made this an arm of of the government. Mm-hmm. Which we always fight about that, but do you agree with that? That that may have had some sort of influence on what they were teaching or, or how they were teaching it. Excellent. Like, do you feel, do you feel during the prequel trilogy Mm -hmm. that the Jedi had kind of lost their way? So in that, by that, by the prequel trilogy, they had been a part of the government for a long time. Right. So the answer to the question is yes, I do believe that they lost their way. So here's here's what I'm here's what I struggle with now is that can an organization like the Jedi Order who has lost their way because they are no longer in service to the thing that they should be in service to can they still teach something like can they do something that's correct for the wrong reasons right the wrong reasons being we're in service to the the government as opposed to the force itself is what we're teaching the next generation of Jedi still the right thing to be teaching. And we just don't have much information about how their teachings evolved. We have Obi-Wan. Right. Who clearly over the years, although after order 66 as well, as far as we know, Mm because we only have two versions of him, right? Right. Before and then after, but like way after with Luke. Right. Like he still understood the force and he wasn't like, what you got to do is get yourself a good backing government and they'll, <laughs> they'll lead the way. Right. <laughs> you need yeah, to get you yourself really incorporated. That, yeah. You need okay? to have all three branches there in order to support <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Right. Else is, it's important in the force. Right. So and this was my big, do you have another thought? No, no, God this was my big disappointment when I heard that like Hayden Christensen was coming back for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series Uh because what I was hoping and I, what I still hope that we will get from the series it's coming out in a month. Oh shit. That, um, we would see how Obi-Wan. Yeah. Dealt with it. Right. With the, I mean like, so loses everyone he's ever known. Yeah. I mean, and like, at some level, you have to just like, I mean, you live in California. I do. There are forest fires there. Imagine if you come home one day and your house burned down. How would you feel? Oh, lost. Now imagine if someone uh, stole your house and lived in it. (laughs) Confused. Right. So, I mean, like, everyone that he's, his, like, he's failed individually because his his pupil is is responsible for this. Yeah most of the people that he's ever known are dead and like he has to then drastically change his life. I mean, he's, he's just like any other Jedi, right? Like he could just come back to the temple and every needs taken care of. And then he has to go to living in one of the most inhospitable environments that we know of in star Wars for decades. Yeah. And I was hoping we would deal with that. And so like when they were like, Oh, Hayden's coming back to be Vader. Oh, he's in every episode. I'm like, is he really? He's credited with being in all eight episodes. Interesting. My first thought was, fuck. Yeah. Because now it's not going to be like, does Obi-Wan, because like you're right, like the Obi-Wan that we see in A New Hope, like that's what this TV show should help bridge, right? Right. The idea of the idea of who Obi-Wan was in the prequel series. And, Brit- and how he ends up to be who he was for the original trilogy. Yeah. And we finally have an opportunity to, to tell the story. And so what I'm worried about is that he's just going to dwell on the failure that was Vader. Wouldn't you? Of course I would. Yeah. But I don't want to, I mean, like, we have you had, don't want to see that. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, to be honest, fast forward a couple more decades before not quite with Luke, but like, let us know once he gets over that whole failure. So like what I was, I mean, like, I didn't really know what to expect out of the, out of the show, but like, and if it's just eight episodes, it's just eight episodes. 
Yeah. I'll be grateful for it. But like, I wouldn't say that the Obi-Wan Kenobi that we meet in the original trilogy is much like the Obi-Wan Kenobi we got in the prequel trilogy. Like he smiled and like, yeah, was glad about shit. And like the, the one, the one that we get in the original trilogy, I would say is almost embittered. Sure. Well, he's been living in a fucking desert for many years. How do you feel about him having a love interest now? I hate it. I still hate it. What? So, I mean, like, he, why is he, I mean, so here's my thing, right? So, like, he, he, he all of this change is forced upon him. Sure. Is he, isn't he fundamentally the same person? Like, doesn't he, doesn't he, I mean, like, I guess this is the question for the show to answer. Like, does he still believe in the things that he believed in? Because, like. We've already established the things that he believed in were flawed and government uh, focused. Well, I believe that what they were in service to was wrong. I don't know what they're, what, as far as like what they taught was incorrect. So the Jedi order was no attachment. But now he's, he's babysitting Luke. That's an attachment. I mean, like, yeah, but he barely babysits him. I mean, I guess he dies for him, but yeah, there is that. But like, I don't know, man, you have this whole idea of how things should be. Mm-hmm. You, you sacrifice everything. At some point, I got to imagine he blames himself. He's got to yeah. be examining what happened. He has to realize it was his attachment to Qui Gon that caused this to happen, right? With hope, I would imagine he would get there. Mm-hmm. So then, what do you do from there? You forgo all attachment again, and you just be alone. That is the point. That's the point. I, it sucks. I okay, hold up. On your face. Hold it up. Sucks. Hold up. Here's why yeah. it sucks, though. Sure. You be a Jedi. You have no attachment, so that yeah. you can be a better Jedi, so that you can go out into the galaxy. Yep. And affect change in a positive way that is for, influenced by and and for the Force. Yep. Yep. You waste your your waste away for the next 40 goddamn years on a fucking desert. That is in service to nothing and no one. And yeah. you can still be connected to the force and still have someone else that you care about. Or you can still understand the force. Mm-hmm. The Jedi order is gone. There are no more Jedi. You but are now what... a force sensitive human being, human man. Okay. But that's why Luke Skywalker is the, the new hope. Right. He's, he's and like that's the that's the 20 You just want this dude wake up, meditate, go check on the local moisture farmer, go back home, meditate, sleep, wake up, go meditate, go check on the fucking moisture. That's that's you what you want his days to be ever since he ever since Luke is born cuz he delivers him, right? He delivers Luke to this place, right? So yep. his whole th- the dude as far as we know, he was old Ben mm-hmm. whom Luke had some in- interaction with, but it was mostly the, Hey, there's a fundraiser for school. Why don't you go see if Ben wants to buy a fucking Christmas ornament? Like, like that, that was the extent, right? Pretty much You're telling me this dude is, is in service to the force. So that once Luke comes to an age where he can then start, learning about the force if he's even force sensitive there's no way to know if he is right like sure. it's likely but mm-hmm. you don't know okay you're saying that whole time he should be doing nothing not even studying the books cuz he doesn't have them right this motherfucker is just reliving and rethinking about all of the teachings that he had growing up mixed with thinking about all the failures that that led him to where he is and all of his life decisions and he right. should just sit in that by himself because, because the Jedi Order said that that should happen. The now defunct Jedi Order said that that's how it should be. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So he d- he didn't have the books. You're right. That's insane. I understand your opinion. He did. Obi- uh, Yoda did teach him how to commune with Qui Gon, 
while sure. he was. So I imagine that not having the books, but like he was able to talk to Qui-Gon Jinn from effectively beyond the grave. So Yeah. I got to admit, even Qui-Gon was like, bro, get a fucking hobby, man. Right. So I think you outlined the, the, you know, the task that he has set him for himself. Yeah. Pretty succinctly. Yeah. And, and I think that you're right. That's, that's what I'm saying. And like here, and here's why, because there's no one else to do it. Yoda and Obi-Wan basically say, we're pinning all of our hopes on Luke Skywalker. Like this is now we have, we have one dart to throw and it's gotta be a bullseye. And so, yeah, he's like this kid's shadow for 18, 19 years because completely attached to this kid. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. I get it. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Because now here is this thing that you can't get away from. Now it's not like, it's not like his situation with Qui-Gon. It's not like his situation with Vader. He doesn't even have an active hand in raising Luke or teaching Luke anything. This is the weird thing to me. Yeah. Is like, why give him back to those moisture farmers? Right. Why not train him in secret? You think they're going to retcon like him, he, him having influence, not teaching, but like influence. Well, so from what we've seen from the, just the, I mean, like, I don't know, but like from what I've seen in the trailers and like the snippets of the show that have been leaked are that he, he keeps tab on Luke from afar. Mm -hmm. And there, I mean, here's what we know about the show. The Inquisitors from Rebels are going to be a big part of it. Sure. Because I'm sure, I'm sure they're hunting Obi-Wan. I know that he fights them, and he fights Vader at some point in the show. Okay. And I'm like, well, that's a change because... Yeah, that's weird. The last time that we saw that was when they got on the Death Star, and Vader's like, oh, I felt the presence that I haven't felt in a long time. I guess that makes sense, though, because he knew Vader was Anakin. Yes. But I bet he didn't know at first. I bet not. Yeah. So like, that, that would make sense know either. Yeah. So, so like, it makes sense that they would meet earlier. Right. It's going to be a big reveal. Like, holy shit. You're. Annie? Oh yeah. Is that you? I'm sure that Obi. You are way taller can. than when I left you, buddy. I got to say. I mean, he's over seven feet in the suit. So. And we can high five with both hands. <laughs> this is crazy, man. This is crazy. Hey, I'm just going to go up there real quick. Would you mind if I just get the high ground a bit? I mean, he was right about the high ground. I tell you what, the balls of Obi-Wan to fucking take this Padawan, watch him destroy his life. You have to murder him, but you don't. You just cut off most of his limbs and then leave him next to a, a lake of lava a river of lava and then you see his kid and you're like you know what time for some redemption i'll put all of my eggs in this basket now because last time my basket got set on fire but this time hopefully it doesn't you know and like the thing of it is like even though they know that leia exists and this is always kind of the weird part for me about the end of the prequel going into the original trilogy is it's like they decide they just could, they're going to pin all their hopes on Luke. Yeah. You know, maybe we should ask Master Woods this, but like they could easily have been like, we, we could pin all of our hopes on Leia. Sure. You know, and Leia in her own right, both in the old canon and the new canon, becomes a kick ass Jedi master. So, I mean, like she's as capable as Luke. That's probably more than um, the times that the movie was written in than anything uh, else, because you got to imagine no one is going to see a movie that type of a science fiction movie where the protagonist was a woman. Right. That's my guess. And most, most of the times the answer is money. As you like to say, the answer to all your questions. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think, do you have more to say? No. Okay. (laughs) I think that, I think that's a good place. This was, Mm -hmm. this is a whole other episode. 
if we do that it's a whole other hour i'm not i don't want to put out a two-hour episode if i do that there's no opportunity to post it we have to skip doing another episode what do you mean so i either so if i post we we talk i post it a week later right yeah so if we did two in one we either have to which we just did right so we either have to a double up on the length which you don't want to do no but hold on I'm out next Monday. Why? I'll be at I'll because my family's coming into town. I have a go to a wedding and then my family will be here. This works out perfectly. Uh, not the part where we're fuck not going to be the me- fuck it does. Not the part where we're not meeting Monday, but the other part where we we now have an episode to post next week. All right. <laughs> I'll post it as a separate episode. I love you. I'm really upset right now. I know. This- Monday has been great. Well, this was a good one. Uh, if you're some fun, some fun things, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to tack on an intro too because we didn't I'll, do that for this. I will figure it out. I will figure uh, it out in your absence. Yeah. If you have uh, any questions, comments, concerns, mediocreconversations at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for hanging out, everybody. And may the force be with you. He's all mad. I am super mad. <laughs>